kid detectives and those time-traveling teens are in the house for Halloween. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, wondrous downtown Splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary kids in all the land. Kid superheroes, but computer whiz kids that can quantum leap from one video game to the next. Kid explorers. We even have our own kid space force. Today, those time-traveling teens join us in Halloween fun. But we begin with Jen, Ben, and Red, our za crime fighters, kid detectives, in a Halloween special. Monster Catch, a za crime fighters mystery. Jen, Ben, and Red made up the za crime fighters mystery team. Once notorious pizza thieves, they had since learned the error of their ways. After helping police catch the ice cream bandit, the three went into business for themselves as crime fighters. Jen was their leader. Ben and Red followed close behind her every move. Recently, things had been quiet in Splendid, though that would soon change. The cool autumn evenings brought a new mystery their way. Dudley was a young boy with an impressive stuffed animal collection. Over 100 stuffed snakes, lions, bears, pigs, bugs, and more were stacked high on his bed and overflowed onto the floor. Dudley loved these stuffed animals, loved these stuffed friends. So you can imagine how he felt when a monster started stealing them. He knew exactly where to go for help, fortunately. How do you know it's a monster? asked Jen. I just know, replied Dudley. A monster? Are you sure? Ben and Red said this simultaneously, both sounding hesitant, scared. Jen excitedly bellowed, Well, boys, I think we've got a case to solve. Ben and Red weren't very excited about the prospect of looking for monsters. Their fears were made worse when they saw Dudley's house. A large black structure with bright yellow windows that looked a bit like a haunted house in the foggy October evening. A pretty, multicolored sky almost drew their attention away from a tree out front that closely resembled a hand reaching up through the dirt. It was eerie. Dudley assured them it was safe. Safe? Ben uttered. Yeah, right, said Red. We're here looking for monsters, aren't we? Shh, Jen hushed them both. She was not scared. She was a detective and wanted to solve the mystery. Once in his room, Za crime fighters marveled at Dudley's many stuffed animals and began looking for clues. You got a baby brother? asked Ben, picking up a pacifier off the floor of Dudley's room. 
sister, Dudley replied. Could be the sis, interrupted Red, but look at this. Red held some gray hair he picked up off the ground. You have a dog? Yes, answered Dudley. Good guesses, guys, but I don't think it's the baby or the dog, Jen whispered. I've found evidence of a monster. We're going to need a monster catch. A monster catch is a cardboard box with hand-drawn pictures of monsters all over it. It is meant to attract the beast and trap it once he or she hops in to play with his or her peers. Jen, Ben, Red, and Dudley spent almost an hour drawing, preparing the monster catch. Night one passed. No monster. Night two. No monster. Another stuffed animal was stolen, though. The third night, trick or treat night, was the charm. The monster catch caught something. Dudley heard it catch its prey. He hadn't even been to sleep yet, for he had eaten far too much trick-or-treat candy, and the sugar, and an upset tummy, kept him awake. The next day, the Za crime fighters were summoned to that creepy house once more, for Dudley would not look in the monster catch without them all being there. Jen bravely took the lead and looked inside. How many stuffed animals did you say were taken? Jen asked Dudley. Ten, I think. They're all here. Your toys are back. Dudley was so happy. He looked through the monster catch. Wait, my octopus is missing. I think I know who the guilty party is, Red said suddenly. What made you think it was a monster anyway, Jen? The drool, Jen responded. It was everywhere. Only a monster can drool that much. Red continued, except a baby, they all said in unison. At that moment, their heads turned toward Gigi, Dudley's little sister. She stood in the doorway, barely able to stand, laughing and drooling everywhere and grasping onto a stuffed octopus. The case was solved. Dudley couldn't be upset with his sister, for what little one wouldn't want those cute little furry creatures? And to be honest, he was a bit relieved to learn that it was not a monster after all. Zah crime fighters had solved the case. They celebrated with s'mores, seated around a fire pit in Jen's backyard, and wondering what future mysteries await. If you've kept up with recent episodes, you know that I am in possession of the time-traveling equipment developed by those time-traveling teens at McFly Middle School. But there was a time in the not-too-distant past, last Halloween, in fact, when they were still in possession of those instruments that have gotten them in so much trouble. And they used them for a very special Halloween purpose. Prepare for... Those time-traveling teens. Halloween. Halloween was near, and the students at McFly Middle School were excited about their upcoming 
annual Halloween costume contest. It was close. The costume contest was a big deal, and everybody wanted to win it. Ava, Kat, Dana, and Elliot wanted to win it, too. They had an advantage, though. These McFly Middle School Science Club students had invented a time machine called the Hopper, and they could use it to go anywhere in time. Ava had learned a lot about Dr. Jonas Salk, who famously cured polio in her health class and hopped back in time to snag one of his actual lab coats to enhance the authenticity of her clever Halloween costume. That's lame, Elliot commented. Um, it's awesome. Who wouldn't want to be Dr. Jonas Salk? What's your idea? Ava fired back. Elliot replied, I'm going as Hulk Hogan. He used his time travel opportunity to blast back to the mid-1980s, to WrestleMania 3, to grab some Hulkamania swag, to ensure that his costume was the most authentic in the costume contest. You look ridiculous and sweaty, Ava responded upon spotting Elliot in his wrestling gear. Kat's costume was a bit more ambitious. She had long admired Amelia Earhart, the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. So she used the opportunity to hop back to the early 20th century to find more accurate flight gear to improve her pilot costume. Upon returning, she quoted Earhart, Adventure is worthwhile in itself. Indeed. Dana wanted to be Wonder Woman. Well, that's easy enough, Elliot quipped. Ava added, yeah, no time travel needed. Wrong. Dana added as she blasted back to the 1970s to borrow actual costume pieces Linda Carter wore in the old Wonder Woman TV series. This is going to be awesome. I'll win for sure. All of the costumes were ready. And Halloween costume contest was drawing near. Elliot had a change in thought and began to believe that Hogan might not be strong enough to snag the top prize. Maybe I should try something else. The first time our time-traveling teens hopped back to the medieval times of knights and dragons, all did not go so well. Remember? The foursome was nearly trapped there forever, but Elliot had his mind set on some authentic nightwear. That Ava, Cat, and Dana would have to blast back in time to rescue him should not be a surprise to anyone who knows the antics of these four time-traveling teens. When the three girls arrived, Elliot was surrounded by a horde of angry knights. Apparently, Elliot had been caught in the act, attempting to steal one of their outfits. Girls, you've got to help me. Please, Elliot screamed when he noticed the three had come to save him. The knights turned to look at Ava, Cat, and Dana. They didn't seem to know what to think of these three in strange, futuristic, to them, outfits. One a doctor, another a pilot, the third a superhero, for the knights had never seen anything like it. It was just enough of a distraction for Elliot to get away and run to join his fellow time travelers. Just as he did, they hopped back, disappearing from medieval times and reappearing back in school in 2018. 
Elliot was very thankful to be back home. They all were. No more unauthorized time hopping, okay? Ava pleaded. She, Kat, and Dana looked at Elliot sternly. Fine, Elliot replied, donning his night costume. The day of the annual McFly Middle Halloween Costume Contest arrived, and students in grades 6, 7, and 8 had a blast showing off their most theatrical wares. In the end, no one was a match for Millie Bainbridge, whose Harry Potter costume was spot-on perfect with items that she had purchased from the wizarding world of Harry Potter in Universal Studios. That's not fair, Elliot protested. Yeah, she didn't even have to time travel, Cat backed him up. We put so much more work into ours, Ava and Dana said almost simultaneously. We'll get them next year, Elliot exuded confidence. In fact, we should go ahead and start working on next year's costumes. No, the three girls announced in unison, their dangerous time travels put on hold for now. And that's all. For now, I hope you have a wonderful Halloween, listeners. Enjoy this most theatrical time of year. Have a wild and wonderful week. Be good to each other. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Mercy Joy. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you back in time. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Have a splendid Halloween. 